Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Moments That Made 2020. It is a little special episode that I decided to do because what a year it has been. And I thought it would be really nice just to sit and tell you kind of what I'm feeling, how I felt that the year has gone and some of the major things that I've learned over this year. Um, And I hope you can take some of those lessons with you into 2021. So I have the wonderful Charlotte from Create Productions who is the lady behind producing, editing, and helping me with all things podcast. And she's going to be asking me some questions about 2020 and the moments that made it. Hi, Roxy. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. Thanks, Charlotte. It's nice for people to hear your voice. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a moment that you overcame something? Yes. Okay, so there were loads of moments that I feel like I overcame something, but... The biggest one for me this year was overcoming a lot of my body, well, all of my body image issues and most of my self-esteem issues. Um, I, at the beginning of the year, was still very much in this kind of very strict eating regime, which I think really was, um, it was or disordered eating in in some respect because it was so so strict um and I think at the time I did think that I was being healthy because I was I was still eating you know three good meals a day I was never going without food but I was very very restrictive I didn't eat carbs at all I didn't eat refined sugar um and more than so much about what I was actually putting in my body was just the amount of energy I was spending thinking about what I was eating Um, so that was really becoming an issue for me because it was taking up so much, um, energy and so much time. And I noticed things like I wasn't wanting to necessarily go for, this was pre-lockdown. I wasn't wanting to go for dinners with friends because I would be worried about having to eat, you know, eat unhealthy food or fat, you know, food that was kind of fried and oiled and whatever else, you know, things that really are just like normal. Um, so in the beginning of lockdown, I kind of thought to myself, right, I've overcome so many things over the last decade. I have to get a handle on this because I am waking up and the first thing I'm doing is thinking about like, how like if I've lost weight if I've maintained my weight if my body looks okay and it's just crazy and I'm also 
it's I'm it's not making me happy. It's not um it's not in line with my all the other areas of my life where I'm very positive, I feel very grateful, I feel very at ease. Um, and it's just not a true reflection of who I am. It's sort of my last battle that I need to overcome. So um, the first thing for me to do was really look at my gut health because within all of this time, I was suffering from such, such, such severe bloating. Like, honestly, I was a balloon after every bite I, I had. It was giving me a very distorted view of my body. So I was thinking that I was feeling, because I was feeling so bloated and my stomach was like a balloon, I wasn't able to see what I, what my body was really doing, what it was like. Um, and it was definitely affecting my self-esteem because I thought I was cutting out food at this point, not because I wanted to lose weight, because actually I knew I was thin. I was happy with my body. I was, this was not about weight loss. It was just about the fact that everything I ate triggered me to this crazy bloating. So I was cutting more and more things out, trying FODMAP and SIBO and all these diet plans to stop the inflammation and the gas and the bloating and nothing was working. Anyway, I went to the London Clinic of Nutrition and over a three month period over lockdown, I really committed to taking, basically restoring my gut health. And it was really, really, that was the beginning for me. Um, plus I read a book on body positivity by Body Posy Panda. Um, I started following body positive Instagram accounts. I started writing love letters to myself, like gratitude lists of things that I loved about myself that weren't to do with my body. And most importantly, I decided to give myself a little test. I was like, I've kind of become obsessed with this idea that I have to be really ultra healthy to feel my best. Why don't I just ease up and see what happens? You know, what have I got to lose? And I eased up and you know what? Nothing changed. My body didn't change. I felt great. I was exercising better because I had more energy. Um, and I was just happier. Oh my God, so much happier. So I really managed to master what I have always wanted to master, moderation. So I was not now restricting carbs. I was eating carbs three, four, five times a week, having, you know, pasta and a pizza when I wanted. I was having, um, you know, way more like treats, you know, that I wanted when I wanted, but I was never binging. I was never overeating and I was able to maintain a steady, healthy weight that felt good for me. I was not yo-yoing like I used to pre-pregnancy and I was not feeling, um, you know, like I was obsessive about food. So it was just like a now, and this is now six months on and I'm absolutely still in that place moderate eating. I eat what I want. I'm not thinking about food all the time. I just eat what I want to eat, eat what I want to eat. I listen to my body. I eat intuitively and I'm, you know, I'm very, very grateful that I'm, I'm in great shape. I'm, I can say that I'm proud of my body where it's at. Um, but that was with a lot, a lot of, you know, understanding about the mental side of food. Um, and that's why I've, you know, a big part of the body and mind workshop that's on the 16th of January, um, is I've developed this all for this reason to really understand how to come to a place of feeling at peace with food, with your body, what giving an understanding of into what intuitive eating is and how to do it. Um, and really, yeah, just, 
I just want to hope it will change people's lives the way that it's changed mine. I, I don't remember the last time I said a negative word to myself about my body. Even if I get bloated, even if I change from day to day, it doesn't matter. The parameters of perfection are not necessary and we impose them on ourselves simply because I think largely because of Instagram and Photoshop and everything else. So um, yeah, that was the biggest thing I think I overcame. I also gave up meat, by the way, which is so cool. I mean, how fab? I just like gave up meat this year. I was I used to eat chicken through, not even joking, minimum twice a day. Like I was obsessed with chicken and meat and food and protein. And um, yeah, I just, I thought, right. I watched uh, the game, game changes and was like, I'm going to give up meat. And I did. And oh my God, I feel I would never look back. I have I have steak once a month probably because I love this restaurant beast. But generally, yeah, I don't eat any meat. So that's cool. So that is definitely a big thing I overcame. And then I'm going to talk about the, that I'm there's still like a bit of self-esteem stuff around my face. And I think that's because of Instagram filters. And I'm going to talk about that at the end. But that is the big thing I overcame in 2020. In which moment does something go wrong that turned out right? Oh, so... Lockdown happens, right? And I had been doing, I had just started, I'd just done three face-to-face face work, face workshops, which were unbelievable, such like a magical experience connecting with a hundred women at each workshop, just beautiful. And then when lockdown happened, I thought, right, I've got to get them online because I need to, I still want to run these workshops. I want to help people. I want to connect with people. So I joined, I tried this new website, which was similar to Zoom, but different. And it was to be able to like do like a video conference webinar to lots of people. And it was the first one and it was manifesting. And I think the it was like 250 people or something had bought a ticket. And I went online and my screen just kept fucking freezing, just freezing. And I was like, oh my God. And I was getting more and more anxious and I would start and then people would be like, we can't hear you. It's stopping. And I'm thinking people have paid money and I was panicking, but everybody was super friendly, like really kind in the chat. And I was, and someone went, turn your video off. So I turned my video off and we did the rest of the thing audio only. And it was the best thing that happened because it worked so well being audio only that I was like, right, that's it. All my workshops from now on are going to be audio only, um, the webinars. And it has been such a blessing because I think they work so much better when people aren't, are focusing just on what I'm saying. So it's almost like, it's almost like a live podcast, but, but cooler, um, because of there's a chat experience and I can invite people on to like, um, so you, I invite people onto like a virtual stage in my workshop so people can talk and then I answer them and give them advice. And then people in the chat are commenting and writing to them. And oh my God, it's honestly so magical. It's, it's incredible. But, and also I think I felt more confident because, you know, like I have told you guys, I do still suffer from self-esteem issues. And I think I would have really struggled and not been able to be my best self if I was on a camera um, doing these workshops, whereas doing them audio only, I can be my most confident self, not worrying about that side of things, um, but just giving you all the best knowledge and all of my best kind of 
information and um, motivational speaking. So that was something that like at the time I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing and actually was just the best thing that could have happened. In which moment did you feel most challenged? So definitely I would say September. Okay, September is like me and my team have this thing where like, oh, don't remind us of September because September was the month where I moved house. I moved in on my own with Wolf into a new flat, which as you all know, moving house is just so stressful. Like I don't even know why, even if you're prepared, even if it is just so stressful moving house. So I was moving house and I probably had my busiest work month I've ever had in my life. It was like back to back jobs. And I was just feeling really, really manic, but not in a good way. I was getting panic attacks. I was literally walking into Sainsbury's and having panic attacks. I was having severe anxiety, which I'd never really had before, but severe anxiety almost every day. I was having like an anxious episode. I was now at this point, I was, you know, eating really well, but weight was just falling off me from the stress and the, and the anxiety and my body just in overdrive. Um, I felt like I was on the verge of a breakdown and I just didn't feel well. I just, I was not okay. And on top of that, I was adjusting to co-parenting with Wade and we're in a really good place now, but in September, we weren't really, it was, it was, you know, there was friction and it was tough and there was a lot of adjustment and, um, it was just a really shitty month and I felt really overwhelmed, um, because on one hand things were going really well with work, but I was just burnt out because I think I didn't, I didn't really, you know, this whole year, I think I've taken like two days off. I have, not stopped working and I I you know and I will go on to that later because you know I don't think that's necessarily been the best thing but also I've enjoyed every minute of it because I love my job so um yeah September was just a really challenging month and a few things that really helped me from this place of you know quite severe burnout um was I my friend Daisy texted me and I was with Leah and I had a really tough day. Um, we've been working all day and my friend Daisy texted me and uh, we have a school group friend and she was like, oh guys, there's this Breathe With James is doing a breathwork meditation. You should go on, go on it. And it was at eight and it was one minute to eight that I got this text and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And Leah was over and I went into the room and I just did the breath work and afterwards I just cried and the next morning I cried and cried and the breath work was like this kind of really it's like this intense meditation but it's was I think this one was for an hour and I felt something left I really did and then something oh my god and also wait I'm gonna go back on this month I had a photo shoot planned it was for all my new press shots. And it was with this girl I wanted to shoot with for ages, um, Amelia. And I got to the shoot and my self-esteem was so bad that I basically couldn't stop crying and was like, I can't have my picture taken. I'm too hideous. I'm disgusting. I'm ugly. But all of these negative thoughts, because I was so overwhelmed, because I was so stressed, I wasn't able to 
um, I was just allowing all this negativity to overwhelm me. I couldn't grab control of them. You know, when you're just in such a bad headspace, you can't regain that like control of this like negative like roller coaster. Oh, so that, you know, this was just a not good month. Anyway, the breath work was the next day after that photo shoot where I had like just canceled it, lost loads of money, like, you know, on the shoot, just couldn't, couldn't bear it. It was like so awful. That was kind of like the low point of the whole month where I'd reached that point where I was like, something's not right. Um, and yeah, so did this breath work and then was just like, right, I need to do what I would tell everyone else to do. I need to start meditating again. And that was, that was the changing point for me where I just managed to get back in control, clear my head. And I looked at all the areas of my work because for me, you know, I've got a lot of different projects all the time. So I've got my podcast and the writing and the brand partnerships and, you know, my SSTM pantry collection and the t-shirts. So there's always lots of things going on. And I love that because it's really fun, but you, your mind can become incredibly manic with it because you're constantly jumping from thing to thing. So I might be writing an email about one thing and then halfway through I'll remember and I'll start doing something. Anyway, you just manic like a monkey mind, right? What I did was I put everything that I do down on paper and I looked at what parts were making me feel most stressed. And I could pinpoint quite easily that the that there was a certain part of my career that made me feel really stressed. So I literally just said to the universe, I don't want to do this in, as part of my job. I don't want this to be my main job. Um, and I'm not even joking. The next, from that moment, I stopped getting, like, I stopped being asked to do that part of my work. So it was kind of wild. I just put it out to the universe and I just stopped doing so much of that stuff and started focusing more on the things that I did, that I did want to do. Um, and that was, you know, that was great. And I think for anyone that's listening, that's feeling stressed and anxious, look at, like, write down all the different areas of your life and look, what is the one or two things that is actually infecting everything else and making everything else stressful um, and get rid of them. Just cut. It's time for like new beginning in 2021. So that would definitely be my advice from that learning um, from my challenging month of September. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, it's Ben Bidwell here, otherwise known as The Naked Professor. I'm popping up to say the brand new series of The Naked Professor's podcast is now live. We're all about having deep and vulnerable discussions about what's really going on and how people are really feeling 
and dealing with the challenges in their lives. Each episode features a roundtable of incredible guests. You can expect to hear things like this. You know, the father I was a year ago is different to the father I am now. Past months have been more up and down than I've ever experienced. My stress levels have been elevated since the show came out. I've been working really hard to try and hold the good and the bad in my life at the moment. These conversations are more important now than ever before. So if you want to tune in, then subscribe to the Naked Professors podcast wherever you found this one. What was the best moment of 2020? Ah, I think it was, there's there's a few, but I think it was my 30th birthday. Um, I mean, God, I have been reusing those pictures. I don't know how I got so lucky. Just, you were able to have a party under 30 people for this like freak two weeks, I swear. Um, so I managed to have this 30th. So it was amazing and it was really beautiful. And I hadn't celebrated my birthday for the two years before because, um, the year before I was just, you know, coming out of a pretty dark prenatal depression. And the year before that I had, um, I was in Ibiza taking drugs in an awful time of my life. So I really felt like I hadn't celebrated my birthday in, in quite a long time. And I thought, well, this is my opportunity to really celebrate all my transformation and, you know, a new decade of which I think will be the absolute best. So I wanted to really make an effort to throw something special. So I threw um, a party and it was really fab and I got to the, I got to the Mandrake Hotel and I swear it was like some kind of weird karma. They upgraded me to the penthouse suite um, and hosted me there for free. And it was just like, so we got got in and I was just like screaming. I was like, oh my God. And my, you know, uh, my hair and makeup came and it was just so special. And probably one of the, well, I think it was, yeah, it's the only time I've been out. But what was more special than that was that I didn't drink. And I never, ever in my wildest dreams would have thought that I would be at my 30th birthday party not drinking. And so to wake up fresh the next morning was just so cool. I was like, oh my God, I did it. Like I've actually, even though I've known for a long time that I've been able to overcome, you know, that I've overcome all my addictions, that was really a cool time to be like, yeah, I really, really have. And look at the beauty of it. I get to wake up in the morning, look at all my Polaroids, enjoy breakfast in bed, something I never would have been able to do two years ago or three years ago or, you know, for the last 10 years. So that was really, I think that was a real highlight for me. Um, You know, and, and I'm lucky my birthday's in the height of summer. And yeah, it was a really amazing celebration. I felt very loved. And it was, it was a real moment of, a new beginning going into your 30s. I think it's going to be the best, best years ever. So that was cool. What was a moment you stepped out of your comfort zone? I've been stepping out of my comfort zone most of the year, honestly, because that is, that's really where you, you manifest from, from outside of your comfort zone. So there are a few, few things that were on my vision board. Like there were certain publications that I really wanted to write for, um, like Vogue and Poosh, like really big ones that I was like, that would be like my dream publication to write for. And I thought, right, I'm just going to step outside my comfort zone. I'm going to reach out to the digital editors and just put myself out there. The worst that can happen is they say no. And you know what? They said yes. And it was so 
so fab and it felt so good. And that doesn't mean that every person that I've, every time I've reached out, people have said yes. Oh my God, I've also got a lot of no's this year or a lot of just like ignored emails. Like I'll, I'll, you know, I'll email someone and be like, hey, can I write? And they'll just not reply. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Whereas, but before that would have really triggered me. I would have been like, oh my God, I can't believe I emailed them. I'm so embarrassed. I'm obviously not good enough. Whereas now I just think, okay, well, I just wasn't right for it. And I'll just try again. Maybe I'll come up with a new idea and message them again, you know, because what have you got to lose? And I think when I speak to a lot of my clients, um, the thing I notice the most is that people really struggle putting themselves out there. They really struggle just giving themselves an opportunity for something good to happen because they're so blocked by fear and doubt. Um, And so I will just always encourage anyone, if you want to do something, go and do it. Because if you don't, someone else will. And I think that's one of the things that I really like that drove me because I was like, if I don't do this now, someone else is going to do it first and I want it. And so I'm going to go get it. And that was a really, um, an attitude that I adopted early on. And I think has really helped me this year in, in everything that I've done. That's my piece of advice. Step outside your comfort zone as much as you can. I basically do it every day and it definitely helps me with manifesting and with just boosting my self-esteem because I think when you do something that you said you couldn't do and then you do it, you're like, oh yeah, actually, maybe I'm maybe I have got this. And that feels really, really good. In which moment were you most proud of yourself? Well, I've got a few. Okay, one of them is my last manifesting workshop. I sold 390 tickets and that was like my biggest selling workshop yet this year. And I couldn't fucking believe it. Like I'd only done a manifesting workshop six weeks prior to that. And that had been like 360 people. So I thought, well, I've just done one recently. This one probably won't do that well. And it did, it did better. And it was so cool to end on like this, like the highest number workshop. It was magical. Like I cannot tell you how high I get off my workshops. They are the most like insanely like beautiful experiences of like such connection and the feedback afterwards is just like unreal and I'm not blowing my own trumpet but really it is so special to receive such beautiful messages people sharing their stories people being like oh I've told my friends and I can't wait for the next one and rebooking straight away and like it just feels like this electric thing that happens where everybody's vibe raises and I really feel like I get to properly connect and help people change their lives. And it is so fucking cool. And that, you know what, that is my proudest moment. And I'm just going to leave that there because that really is what I'm most proud of is the workshops that I've built, the community. Um, oh, the best is when people will text me going, I've made friends with someone from a workshop they don't know each other and they're connecting. It's so cool, like to connect people to each other. Um, so yeah, that is, they are my proudest moments. Every single one of them. I can't believe I've done like 14 now. Um, I actually don't know. I think I've lost count. I think it's 14, maybe 13. I'm so proud of them. 
Um, I can't wait to do more next year. Body and mind is the first time I've done body and mind. And it's going to be so mega because I think so many people have come to loads of them already, have a new one to come to. Plus it's all about changing all your habits, um, committing to change, finding motivation, um, all the tools that you need to be able to put your manifesting into practice, to be able to put your self-love into practice. You know, it's all connected to the same thing, which is basically just living your best life. So yeah, that's my proudest moment. Which moment will you take from this year as a lesson for the next? Okay, so I've had quite a big revelation this year. Well, I have had quite a big revelation over the last couple of days because the last few weeks I've been feeling a little bit more flat than usual. And just because I'm very self-aware, I I can notice tiny changes in my mood or my energy. And I was feeling a bit flat and I thought, well, this is strange because I've been working a lot, a lot. Like I mentioned earlier, I haven't really had a day off. Um, I have done everything that was on my vision board and I was like, but I don't feel like as, oh my God, as I thought I would, I feel just a bit like, I feel a bit anxious. And then I think I realized that it's because of a few things. The first thing was that I had worked my ass off, but a little bit at the expense of having a life. I have been a little bit, you know, I mean, obviously because of COVID, like we can't have like that much of a personal life, but even when the opportunity was there, I wasn't really taking it. I wasn't going out with friends. I wasn't really seeing anyone because my life was just so much work, wolf, work, wolf, work, wolf, and with nothing in between. And I'm really committed to my audience. Like I will, like I will always spend, you know, at least an hour a day DMing them. I will make sure that I'm always producing new content, like, you know, helping as much as I can. And I think I saw what you always have to wonder when you have so much ambition and you have so much drive, how much of it is coming from a really healthy place and what little percentage of it is coming from some escapism. Because like with any addiction, I'm addicted to work now, really. And I have to look at that and observe where that's coming from. And so for next year, um, my goal really is not to just like keep achieving more and do more and launch more, although I will be launching quite a few more things, but actually to enjoy where I'm at, what I've achieved so far. I'm so proud of how far I've come. I've built almost my entire career in a year, really. My first workshop was only um, a year ago, 13 months ago. And my podcast, you know, this podcast only started in Uh, I think it only launched in the end of February this year, which is like crazy. And now we're on our, there's 23 episodes this year. So, you know, a lot's happened um, and I'm really proud of that. But next year it's just about enjoying what I've already achieved and not feeling this need for like more, 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 but actually just enjoying it. Like I feel like I've got a good rhythm with work and really confident in my workshops, my clients and all of that, but just enjoying that and also trying to have a personal life. You know, I think it's really important, um, not to neglect 
just doing simple things because we haven't had a chance to. Like me and Wade yesterday, we went um, ice skating and we haven't really had much time on our own together recently. Um, We just went ice skating um, and then we went for lunch and it was three hours and I just felt so calm because I wasn't thinking about work and I wasn't checking my emails and I was just being present, experiencing something new and experiencing something new is meditative because you're fully immersed in the experience and I haven't been doing that I've just been head in my laptop you know or whatever it is um and you know for a lot of us we haven't been we we haven't been a physically able to experience new things and that's really challenged a lot of us and I don't think that we um are giving ourselves enough credit for how we've all adapted to such a massively abnormal and crazy year. So when we can again, you know, making that effort next year to do new things, to have a social life, to um, just have more me time, you know, and I encourage all of you guys to do the same if you can or you feel that you need to. Um, So that is one of the things I've learned is just to, you know, look at my work ethic and maybe just pull back a little bit, just give myself more time for a life. Um, and also making sure that I never forget to stop meditating. It's key for me. I know it. I know it's something that keeps me feeling calm, keeps me positive, keeps me full of gratitude. Um, and the last thing that I want to take next year, and this is a little bit off topic, but the, I want to still tackle the last bit of my self-esteem issue. I really want to do more chat to camera to you guys and I want to film video content. When I look at the people that I really admire, um, the kind of great thinkers and um, coaches and all of that, you know, they talk to camera, they do video content so that you can really learn from them, um, but also see them and see who they are. And the only reason I don't do it is because I'm nervous about how I look when I'm talking. Like, that's fucking crazy. I'm, I know better than this. I know that that is not what people care about. People don't, like I just posted something about it yesterday. People don't care what you look like. They care how you make them feel. So now it's down to me to overcome that fear and to just do it. So this is me putting myself out there and saying to you guys, holding myself accountable, video content is coming next year. I want you guys to get to know me, not just my voice, but who I am, you know, Um, and hopefully that will, you know, enable me to connect with you guys on a deeper level. Um, And, you know, I do think a part of that, all of this is this whole Instagram filters thing. I use them. Everyone uses, not everyone, a lot of people use them. They literally change our face. And what I found, you know, I realized in September in that hell month, I hadn't taken a photo of my face in three months. I'm not even joking. I'd either had a phone over my face or I had um, a filter on and I didn't know how to like my face without it anymore. So that might take me a while. I'm not promising I'm not going to use filters, but I'm definitely going to try to get more comfortable with how I look normally again. Like, honestly, I've definitely been affected by Instagram filters and God knows, I don't know how other people are feeling, but like, especially young girls, like it's crazy. It's actually crazy. Anyway, uh, that's a whole other thing, but that is really it. Those are the lessons. 
I think chill more, more personal life, med keep meditating, enjoy the journey, more video content. That's it. <laughs> and Roxy, are there any last thoughts you want to leave your listeners with? Yes, I would just say be kind to yourself. This year has been like so wild. I don't know how many of you, do you guys look at movies or a TV show now and you see normal life and you're like, whoa, people at concerts, oh, people in a busy bar. I do it every time the TV's on. I'm like, oh my goodness, whoa, that feels so far away. And like I said, we don't give ourselves enough credit for how well we've all adapted or, you know, how well we've tried to adapt, even if we haven't coped with it that well at times. So, my leaving thought really is just be kind to yourself. Um, remember that you are doing a really good job. You're doing your best. You are not going to feel good all of the time. It's impossible. People don't feel happy every day. But self-development is about how quickly you are able to overcome those down days, use the tools that you have, and build that resilience. And if you can start to use your toolbox, and that toolbox is meditation, workshops, journaling, um, exercise, eating, eating well for your mind, you know, not just eating burgers and sugar and crap that's going to make you feel like shit the next day, you know, um, making sure you're hydrated, making sure that you're talking to your friends and reaching out to people, um, you know, all of these things, they're all tools that you've got at your disposal. Use them. Just use them. Um, you know, if you're having a tough day, just think, okay, what tool can I use today? Is it just that you need to have a candlelit bath just to unwind? Is it that you need to do some self-care, put on a face mask, you know, do something to make you feel good? We've got loads of tools at our disposal and we ha just have to give ourselves the encouragement to do them, to do what we need to feel better. So I think that's it and basically i love you guys thank you for all your support on the podcast thank you for all your dms rate and subscribe because it really it's only a little thing it takes two minutes but it doesn't really mean a lot to us and charlotte and mark and everyone at create productions um just to see if you guys are enjoying it um we've got loads of fab guests coming up um i'm already so excited and if you have anyone you'd like to hear on the show, always send me a DM, let me know. And yeah, love you guys. See you at my next workshop, I hope. Bye.